Welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hello, listeners. This is Josh. Yay! I normally don't start these episodes, but Cindy got taken with a fit of the giggles. Or the, a giggle fit. The snickle frits, as, <laughs> as they call it. Uh, so I'm here to introduce this last week of September of Time Travel Month with Donnie Darko. Ooh! I have faked my way through college saying that I saw Donnie Darko. <laughs> That's very telling. Because I never saw it. I feel like a lot of people faked their way through college saying they saw Donnie Darko. It was just like, okay, yeah, I've seen it. I know that song all around me. Yeah, okay, I got it. Yeah. This movie. This movie. <laughs> flashback to Terminator 2. Because I love the first Terminator movie, but Terminator 2 really hit me in my childhood sweet spot. Where yeah, I was like, I think that was pretty this evident movie was in the made uh, for episode. Me. I saw Donnie Darko. Uh, I think I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it on, like, I think VHS mm-hmm. or DVD. Like, the year it came out. Like, 2002, the year after it came out. Okay. And this movie, I was like is this movie made for me? This movie's speaking to me in ways that I am weirdly... Oh, I did not fake my way through college seeing this movie. Uh, I graduated from college in uh, winter of 01. So I bet that's why I missed it. I, I Whenever anybody mentions the movie, it's like, oh yeah, I've seen it. I just kind of in passing. Um, but that's why. Like, I was trying so, to be a grown-up. That's a weird lie to hang on to, Cindy. I don't... Uh, I know. Especially when we have a whole podcast have about how I've seen, never seen anything. Have you seen this movie? Yeah. Shut up. Why are you still going with that? Why is that the movie I worry about uh, and not Terminator? So, I rescind my opening and I go with, Welcome to the episode where we make Cindy an <laughs> honest woman. <laughs> that ain't happening. Here we go. Really, <laughs> receiving a limited release October 26th of 2001. Okay. The year where nothing important happened. Well, so p- putting us back in that time, A, uh, in the United States, especially on the East Coast, so much changed in the months after September 11th. I don't know. In my life, I was still living on campus because I was in college for one more semester. I graduated early, and I uh, I got a dorm and was just trying to get just get through, and because I really just wanted to get out of college and get married. That is what a twenty two year old, twenty one, twenty two year old uh, uh, Cindy was worried about then. The funny thing, rather about than this, getting drunk and having fun. Yeah, the fun thing about this um, is. We've done a couple movies that came out in 2001, so we always have to go back and kind of talk about the year and what happened. Mm-hmm. So this is probably like the third or fourth time we'll have talked yeah. about. Because I know Devil's Backbone was 2001. Yes. And, we talked about it on that episode. Uh, we talked the, about it on... Nicole Kidman. Uh-huh, the, others. the Others. Mm-hmm. That was 2001. Mm-hmm. So. so, I mean, we don't really need to go too far back. Yeah. We know that George W. Bush was president, although he shouldn't have been because he did not win the popular vote well, and none of the senior members of congress would sign off on the recount um we also know um, what here here's 2001 in a nutshell i'm just gonna fly through it because i'm not still bitter if you listen to this show still god bless you but you've also probably are tired of hearing me talk about 2001 <laughs> so <laughs> a space odyssey no the actual year um that's a good movie too 2001 george w bush is inaugurated the mere space station falls from the space into the ocean Aaliyah died in a plane crash none of us got a taco um not 9-11 happened. The anthrax letters happened. Remember those? When people were just mailing anthrax to the mail because this country is amazing. The war in Afghanistan. 
The Department of Homeland Security is created. <laughs> the Patriot Act is passed. <laughs> Gary Ridgway, a.k.a. the Green River Killer, is arrested. And Enron declared bankruptcy because 2001 oh, God, were a trash fucking year. Well, I'm sure we'll be saying that in 19 years about this year. I'm already saying it about 2020. It's oh, that's true. We are. Billie Eilish was born that year. That, oh, my God. Uh, the year yeah. I graduated college. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 2001 is also the year that Dale Earnhardt died, as well as Joey Ramone, Douglas Adams, Carol O'Connor, and George Harrison. The words of the year were 9-11 and Ground Zero. And and Freedom Fries. If you are just tuning in, or you know what, even better, if you have been a long-time listener, again, God bless you, but yes, (laughs) I was um, still high from mushrooms the morning of 9-11 and was not sure if what I was seeing was real or not. Guess what it was. And my mom What a horrible me, way to come down. Called me to tell me that we're under attack and I turn on TV and I'm like, I don't know if this is real or not. <laughs> um, that was my 2001 uh, I was in African experience. lit. So, uh, let's dive yeah. into Donnie Darko because that's what y'all came for. You came to experience Donnie Darko through the vehicle of us. Okay, so here's what I know about this movie. I know that it has Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal. It has double Gyllenhaal. Oh, so I know that it had, well, (laughs) now I know it It has has them both. Double Gyllenhaals. Uh, But it it has Jake Gyllenhaal. As my brother calls him, Jake Jilly Cakes. It has a really good soundtrack. Which is my favorite nickname ever. It has something to do with a rabbit. Okay. And scene. That's what you that's what you know. That's all I got. Here's what I know. That's all I got, brother. This movie is rated R. It is one hour and fifty three minutes long. I adore it. It's clearly about time travel. Clearly. Or we wouldn't be talking about it oh, this month. It gotcha. is written and directed by Richard Kelly, who went on to do Southland Tales and The Box. Both of them are not as good as this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you're not saying I don't like them. I'm just saying like Donnie Darko is clearly his the piece de resistance. Yeah, his high point. Okay. Um, this movie stars, and I'm gonna not go through all the cast because I want it, some of it to be a surprise. Because goddamn, this cast is huge. I'm gonna mostly talk about the family and the main characters. Okay. All right. We got Jake Gyllenhaal, aka Jake Gyllenhaal, as Donnie Darko. You know him from Nightcrawler, which is one of the best movies ever made. Really? I said it. I said it. We'll, we'll have to discuss Fuck that. Fuck the haters. Nightcrawler the movie is really good. For a movie that I was upset when I heard it announced that it was not about the X-Men Nightcrawler to being a movie that I absolutely adore. It's one hell of a journey, and I yeah. wish you could all have been there for it. Also, Brokeback Mountain, right? Yes. Brokeback Mountain. He's, he's Jake Gyllenhaal. How, did, how do you not He's the one who's Gyllenhaal not is? Heath Ledger. Fun and fact. I'm just going to say this. He is one of the prettiest men. He has very pretty eyes. I'll give him that. Good looking dude. He always looks like he just woke up. Yeah. But handsome as hell. Also, we have Jenna Malone. She plays Gretchen Ross. Okay. You know her from The Hunger Games and The Neon Demon and Saved. I love Saved. Okay. Who doesn't love Saved? Uh, Mary McDonnell is Rose Darko. She was in Battlestar Galactica, the show, and Dances with Wolves. Okay. Holmes Osborne is the dad, Eddie Darko. Uh, he would go on to work again with uh, Richard Kelly on The Box and Southland Tales. Okay. We get Maggie Gyllenhaal as older sister Elizabeth Darko. She was in Crazy Heart. She was in The Dark Knight. Yep. She's in Secretary, which... 
Oh boy. <laughs> that is my very best friend Kristen's favorite romantic comedy. That movie. It's her favorite romantic comedy, and she says that says a lot about her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, I'm not even saying like that movie in a bad way. No, it's that a good movie. movie. Checks a lot of boxes <laughs> for a lot of people. Yeah. Davia Chase plays the youngest sister, Samantha Darko. She was in The Ring, and she was Lilo in Lilo and Stitch. Cool. <laughs> That's a thing. And then rounding out the cast, two people that I need to mention. Are? that, uh, And the others I'm going to save, because I don't want to ruin it. There's James Duvall, who plays Frank. He was in Independence Day. He was um, Cousin Eddie's adopted child. In which? Independence Day. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought, well, I thought you were going to say, and no. Cousin Eddie, and then finish a no. National no. Lampoon. Uh, okay. Just his character and hey Independence guys, Day. Guys, listen. Shh, shh, don't tell Josh. Guys, I've never seen Independence Day. I just, I know the end of it because I saw the half an hour end of it. Um, okay, guys, I'm back. That's not hey, a, what's happening? That's not a me thing. That's a Jason Jones thing. <laughs> like, Jason Jones, uh, he's going to crawl through that microphone <laughs> and give you what for because... I have only ever seen the last 30 minutes of that movie. Did you, okay, the last 30 That's minutes, it. did you see the speech the president gave? Yes. So Jason Jones gave that speech in front of the Lincoln Memorial when we were in <laughs> D.C. And people stopped. And applauded? Yeah, he got an applause. He did from like two or three people. Like, he stopped. Are you talking about when you decided to go to the Obama inauguration? Yeah. And you guys decided to dress appropriately and pack and travel accordingly? Yep, 100%. Okay, next up. And ending our talk of cast, Patrick Swayze (gasps) is Jim Cunningham. I love me some Patrick Swayze. My bestie does not love Patrick Swayze. Point Break, I do. Yep. The greatest action movie from the 90s, Point Break. Ghost, Roadhouse. I'm still waiting. North and South. Still waiting. Dirty Dancing, baby. You gotta say Dirty Dancing. I do not. He was in Dirty Dancing. He was in Outsiders. Uh, he was also in Red Dawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was. Boys. I mean, we can go on. I like Patrick Swayze a lot. He's kind he sang of... the song in uh, "She's Like the Wind." He both wrote it and sang it, mm-hmm. based on a poem for his wife. However, I believe when I mentioned Point Break and Roadhouse, I I covered the most important pieces of his oeuvre. Negative. <laughs> Next. Uh, you would be wrong. This movie. I'm really excited to watch this movie with you. I don't think it's going to be your favorite film of the month. Mm, we'll see. I think it's going to be Terminator 2. <laughs> we'll see. I like this movie a lot. It gives me the feels. Okay. Poster. I need a poster. I need a poster. I went to college in a very small town uh, in the mountains of West Virginia. Some would call it the Harvard of the Appalachians. So I did not really see this poster. Okay. It is a bunny rabbit skull made up of black and white and blue images of the people that we mentioned earlier. This movie's about it's Royal Tannenbaums meets Edward Scissorhands. That's what I say. So it's going to be like a family and all their weird trials and weird tribulations. Um, and there's going to be like a gothic element to it. Sure. What about the time travel thing? Because it is a time travel month. So how do you think the time travel fits in? Uh, a man time travels to his teenage self, much like Back to the Future, to try and improve his odds in the future. Mm. So he time travels with the intention of fucking his mom. 
as opposed to not fucking his mom, which is what Back to the Future is about. Okay. <laughs> Where can we find this movie, Josh? I am the Arrow video boy. Obviously you um, do. I would assume this is on iTunes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I would assume everyone does. Just everyone owns this. It's on iTunes. It's on Prime. Okay. It's um, a popular movie. You don't have to pay for it. Like three bucks. It's worth it. It's Donnie Darko. It has that song from the 90s that... Well, the all around me early 2000s that you all listened to in college whenever you would worn out be sad over everything. Worn out spaces. Sorry. Yes, it is that song. <laughs> okay, well, join us, won't you? The soundtrack of this is fucking awesome. <laughs> Mind the doors. It was as though this plan had been with him all his life, pondered through the seasons. Now, in his 15th year, crystallized with the pain of puberty. So, why'd you move here? My mom had to get a restraining order against my stepdad. He has emotional problems. Oh, I have those too. What kind of emotional problems does your dad have? I met a new friend. Real or imaginary? Your cop, Tony. Imaginary. I'm going to tell you a little story today about a young man whose life was completely destroyed by these instruments of fear. I haven't seen stuff. Donnie is experiencing what is commonly called a daylight hallucination. (laughs) I have to obey him. He saved my life. Have you ever seen a portal? Has he ever told you about his friend Frank, the giant bunny rabbit? Every living thing follows along set path, and if you could see your path or channel, then you could see into the future, right? I'm not going to be able to continue this conversation. Don't worry, you got away with it. What is going to happen? days left before they catch me. We're just gonna stop. You should already know that. Welcome back to Donnie Darko. Yeah, a movie that we like so much. We're recording the back half twice Yay. because we. I'd like to talk to about it again. Lost. We seem to have lost them. I think so. Second half. So you know what that means? It's a chance to do it even better. Do it even better. I really <laughs> like this movie. Surprise plot twist. Loved it. I know. It was so, great. So I think there's going to be a movie in October you're really going to love too. So what? Okay. I'm going to try to start burying because I feel like this, as much as the podcast was intended to murder you, I feel like we should occasionally throw a bone to be like, I think this is a movie Cindy's really going to like. I really like this one. It was really of, fun. You know, we'll just go to maybe the occasional month of three movies that will try to kill you and one that you'll enjoy. <laughs> one that I'll enjoy. Uh, I'm glad you like Donnie Darko. I really like this movie and 
it's one of those movies, the more times I watch it, the more I'm like, eh, you see more and you I like this movie even more now. Okay, so here's what the movie's about Donnie Darko is a movie about a schizophrenic teen who can predict the future and sacrifices himself for love. Okay. IMDb says. I'm, that's probably my <laughs> shortest one yet. After narrowly escaping a bizarre accident, a troubled teenager is plagued by visions of a man in a large rabbit suit who manipulates him to commit a series of crimes. See, I think that gives away too much information. You should be surprised by the horrific smiling bunny at you. Do you think he's actually schizophrenic? I think so, because he talks about how when he, like, he'd been hearing voices as a child. Do you know, so maybe this is something that, and it just kind of morphed into... Or maybe that's it, you know, being uh, on that side of sanity leaves you open to see, to the possibility of things like time travel. Because remember, he has to, like, he sees those, like, blurry connection things, those abyss monster things. So the time travel of this movie makes the time travel of, say, Terminator seem like shit that you would learn in kindergarten. Terminator, it was the uh, grandfather effect. Right? Or well, concept? The, or what's it called? Yeah, it was uh, the grandfather paradox. Paradox, that's The idea it. of, like, if you go back in time and, you know, kill your grandfather, would you ever exist? But the time travel in this is so much it's, more complicated. Yeah, it's a whole <laughs> real science theory, um, right? I feel like the, the science of and the time travel is more complicated on screen, and time crimes, but mm-hmm. the theory behind how the time travel in this movie the theory, works okay, is fucking bananas. Nope, because yeah. it runs off the tangent universe theory. Which would you like they, to? Would you like to explain that? Yeah, they talk about it in the Roberta Sparrow book that she wrote um, about time travel that Donnie gets from Noah Wiley when he was not being an ER doctor. <laughs> and now he's the librarian. <laughs> yeah. So the idea is. Something happened in time that didn't quite fit, and it created a like a paradox or like, like a, a corruption blip. of time. And in this case, it's the it's jet a, engine. It's like when you get a skip on a record, right? Kind of, or like a dead pixel. Like it always skips right yeah. there until you get it fixed. But so the jet engine collides with the house, and from that point in time, because it was not supposed to happen at that point. It creates a tangent universe, which is a kind of... If you think of time as being like a line, right. the tangent universe kind of dips off of that line, and they're super unstable, and they can only last for a certain amount of time. And the things that occur in that universe... Your hand are motions are great for this visual medium. They're mostly for me to keep my, my own... Keep your own thoughts. Yeah, my own train of thought here. You look like but, Tom Cruise in that movie. So, like an insane person? even though I love TC. So it creates like an offshoot universe. And the things that happen in that universe happen in that universe. And as the person that is, everything is directly revolving around, I think they call it the living receiver. A receiver, or something In yeah. the um, Roberta Sparrow book. But Donnie Darko is the person that is Roberta Sparrow, a.k.a. Grandma Murder. Grandma Death. Grandma Death, that was it. Yeah, it's happening around him. So he's the one who sees things. He has... Frank guide him. His whole job is to get from point A to point B and Frank kind of talks him into doing all these things that at the time seem like he's just destroying shit. Uh-huh. But he's actually like 
helping or hurting people depending on if they're good or bad. Yep. Right? Like burning he kind of Patrick Swayze's house down. Because he's a pedophile. Yeah, and he's got a whole, like, kitty porn set up <sighs> behind that giant painting of himself, which I appreciate. <laughs> I want that to be real. I want Patrick Swayze to have, Patrick Swayze to have had a giant... What? Framed painting oh. of himself in his actual house. They're gonna say it was had a giant hiding like a pedophile. No, no, I don't want. No, I, I, I don't want him to have been a pedophile, but I want him to have had a giant painting, painting of, himself. of himself in full eighties getup. Somebody like, did. In the whole, yeah, it's, it'd be even weirder if it wasn't him. Like, <laughs> I've got this painting of him if uh, if you want to use it. But the whole thing is like uh, um, this type of time travel. Essentially, it spins off and. You have to correct time. And if you don't, it can create a paradox, which can destroy the, not only the Splinter universe... But everything. But everything. And so that's kind of... He figures it out. Donnie has to choose, essentially, when time loops back on itself, to just stay in bed oh. and let himself die. And, and <sighs> that's the time travel aspect. But I think yeah. that's also the theme of the movie, which mm-hmm. is, at the beginning of the film... He's kind of a, a dick. selfish dick. Kind of what doesn't fit is? In any, in, in, anywhere. He doesn't fit in. He has like two friends. He doesn't fit in with his family. He doesn't fit in at school. He's like weird, and he's got mental health issues. Yep. He's on pills, and he's kind of a dick. And then he has to learn how to kind of be human, and then how to take on the weight of everyone around him in a way. Including like wow those that are good and bad he that kind of becomes like um the god of this little pocket universe yeah and then he has to decide their fate of will he make the decision to let sacrifice himself a la Jesus and let everything go on as is this movie's deep y'all or you know will he just skip out and take the dick route and just let you know everything... be the selfish kid that he um. I guess maybe has been up until this point. Yeah, but everyone around him has done something to influence his decision. Yeah. Right? Like, his, some of his teachers are dicks. Some of them are really cool. And that's Jen all Malone kind of... That's all kind of... the story, and she's... They have this whole thing mm-hmm. where... And that, that makes me sad because they'll never have had that. Well, yeah. I mean, he had that, but she won't. I'm curious how... What ends up happening with her story if her mom does end up going missing that night, you know, and I'm, her mom probably got murdered. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, I wonder if that piece would have still been there. I think that it would. I think everything that happens to the characters is still going to happen to the characters, except the things that he directly caused, right? I guess. So there's a theory that potentially that like Patrick Swayze is a pervy perv right child porn guy and he is not going to get caught now it's true yeah i mean he definitely has the guilt when he wakes up of like you know oh, yeah man, we see that in the morning shit. but but it's, to it's them it's gonna all continue. A, it's all a dream right right it's not something that will have permanent effects it's kind of like it becomes like a but like a shadow that kind of is how a lot of people have rectified what god is like because it's just a shadow of you know donnie does this thing he makes the sacrifice so everything can go on so everything can go on for people that are good and bad yeah right oh yeah he doesn't like die and then suddenly like all the shitty characters get their comeuppance they get the only comeuppance they get is like having seen like hey i'm a dick bag right 
is having a dream about their almost like their own like an alternate story for the, the like what could have happened because they're such dick holes. You know, be crazy. What? what if every time you had deja vu is because one of these tangent universe things had happened, <laughs> and someone that you know or love sacrificed themselves. I mean, it could just be you know something, or maybe not. It doesn't even have to love, be like something like, you know, It could be. And that's evidenced by that one character, who was that poor girl, that he said things are going to get better for you. Oh, the Asian girl? Yeah. Um, it doesn't even have to be, like, someone we know. It could be... We don't know how large the tangent It could be the whole of human society. Ooh. Right? So you may have just... You may just be re-experiencing something that happened before. Zonk. It's not. That's not what Deja Vu is. But it's fun to think. I think so. That. It's actually... I kind of... I like yeah. that idea. Give me... Okay. Well... So, is there action? I mean, there's the falling of the jet engine, but that crashes through, but that's about it. You get the, the movie's bookended by the plane crash, by the engine crash, and then Jenna Malone's run over by a car, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. Every time I see that, it always it's throws me. It's very... Real? Yes. And it comes out of, like... Nowhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I yes, I am with you on that. So I think I think if we talk about the so killing formula, so it definitely hits the A. I think it hits the K because yeah. there is killing in this movie. This is a revolutionary idea. He shoots Frank in the head, in the eye. Ooh, yeah. Um, Jenna Malone gets run over. Any other spoilers Donnie you'd like dies. to announce? I mean, I would assume if you're listening to the back half of a podcast where we talk about the movie, you've watched it. I would hope so, but point. look, I don't know. I have um, never seen it. It definitely hits oratory. Yes, for sure. Uh, Sometimes and then, I doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion. <laughs> that's a everyone should say that all the time. That's been a favorite of a few people I know. And then, as far as fornication, not really. I mean, there's a makeout scene, but I mean, they do have they're sex, teenagers. But they're teenagers. Yeah, that doesn't show it. Ugh. Be gross. Uh, this is. They're children. This is Seth Rogen's first movie, and the very first lines he ever says are, I like your boobs. Yeah. Which makes me happy. So creepy. He plays such a creepy character. Uh, fantasy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For so sure. I think it only misses out on one. Okay. Oh, interesting. I was really... I this really movie, didn't think it would work out. This is not a movie that, when you watch it, you'd be like, oh, everyone kind of likes this movie. Mm-hmm. But everyone I can see that. kind of likes this movie. I like this movie. Of a certain age and under. I guess older people are probably like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> what is this? I identify with the shitty gym teacher. <laughs> so, mm, mm. All right. Trivia. What do you got for me? A couple things. So the reason the movie exists is because Drew Barrymore and her company stepped in and produced the film for four and a half million dollars. You've got to... You'd think people would listen to Drew Barrymore. You know, like she knows... She's what fourth what? generation Hollywood. Was it on a podcast? She picked some excellent movies. I, I mean, she even dropped in on the screen thing. So Jake Gyllenhaal uh, she made the decision to rarely blink in each of the scenes he's in. To now was that the creepiness that he okay is? Right? That's what I was going to say. Is that was that like a creep factor or like to show was, that he was mentally ill? I think it was to keep you guessing whether he's just weird or mentally ill or this is really happening. Whether he's a kind of a prophet yeah. or a schizoid. So Donnie Darko was actually almost played by Vince Vaughn. Hmm. Which would have been weird. 
Are Vince Vaughn and Jake Gyllenhaal that close in age? I would have to look, but I, I think he's so. just a little bit older. Then it almost was played by Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I don't like the Wahlbergs. Pass next. And then it was almost played by Jason Schwartzman. I can see that. Before it fell to Jake Gyllenhaal. And then Jake Gyllenhaal's casting is what caused his sister to be cast. Because his sister was also, you know, an, an actress of some note starting out. Yeah. And they were, and the director thought, if I hire both of them, then it'll really amp up the rivalry. And, right. right. And, yeah, it does. It's authentic. The dad was almost played by Tim Robbins, who had to drop out because of a that would have been conflict. It. The dad was a, yeah, I can see that. Poor man's mm-hmm. Tim Robbins. And then... Samantha Darko, the youngest sister, was almost played by Mara Wilson. Oh. Um, but it, this kind of, the script kind of got to her when she was on the basically uh, deciding that she was going to not act anymore. Yeah. So She's pretty go. famous for her, her exit. Uh, also famously, after the film wrapped, Jake Gyllenhaal and Seth Rogen both agree that they had no idea what the fuck the movie was about. <laughs> I get the rap party. They're like, so what was this What did we just movie? make? Okay, I have no idea. You don't either? Okay, right, we're along on the same page. Uh, <laughs> the move. There's a scene in the middle of the movie, if you don't remember it, listeners. Listeners. Where the, he goes to a theater with Jenna Malone, mm-hmm. and they're watching Evil Dead. He sneaks out and burns down Patrick Swayze's house. Mm-hmm. That was originally going to be Chud on the screen. And Chud what is Chud? is short for Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. It's an 80s movie. That has okay. um, Daniel Stern in it. <laughs> it's uh, okay, ridiculous. Sure. Okay. But That's random. But couldn't but... find who actually owned the rights to Chud. Well, it's such a popular franchise, obviously. There's actually two of them. Oh, my uh, God. Chud 2, Bud the Chud, I think is what the second book's Obvi- called. Yes, obviously. But they, um, the, the filmmakers, when they were trying to figure out what they were going to do... Sam Raimi stepped in and was like, hey, I own the rights to Evil Dead. Just use Evil Dead. And then you can manipulate the footage however you need to. Yeah, because it kind of... Because they put the vortex in the screen and all that. And then you'd have to get a a filmmaker to sign off on letting them alter the footage in some way. Mm -hmm. And Sam Raimi was pretty cool about that. He was pretty chill with it. He's actually one of two filmmakers who stepped in beyond just Drew Barrymore and really helped this movie out. Who else? The film was originally, they couldn't, they were debating about whether it would actually get a theatrical lease or it would just be shown on television, right? Okay. Premier on television. Christopher Nolan, the director of The Dark Knight. Oh, okay. That's what I've heard that Saw name. it and was like, this movie has to have a theatrical release and helped secure a theatrical release for it. Nice. Because. He believed in the, the script. Uh, the financiers, like the studio and whatnot, were leery about putting this movie out. Why? Because it is a Post movie 9/11 world where a piece of a fucking jet engine yep. Post falls 9/11 into world. a house. There it is. Months after 9/11 happened. Yeah. So and that's America why America was a little scared for a while. Even when it got released, it didn't play in a whole lot of theaters. Okay. But it's still got a theatrical window. I um, definitely remember hearing about it. My friends really loved it. Um, I don't know why I never saw it. Are you but ready for this? What are we ready for? This is for your best friend and my former boss, Julie. My Julie? This is what I have to call, and this may be the only time we get to do this, so what? I'm going to revel in it while I can. This is the Patrick Swayze Trivia Corner. Because <laughs> the rest of the trivia I have for you revolves around Patrick Swayze, and I, I cannot Julie think of another hates. horror movie he's done. 
So this might be the only time chance. And I, I don't know any other person that hates Patrick Swayze. Who doesn't like Pat? Forget it. Go ahead. He's kind of like in my head, and this is going to be high praise if you know me. I have always weirdly equated him with with Kurt Russell. Oh, you're a big <laughs> Russellhead fan on like, the other podcast. Like he's been the kind he's of just like everybody's the, buddy, the poor man's Kurt Russell. And I don't mean that to be mean, but he has a similar body type and a similar like, like energy vibe. to Kurt Russell. Okay. Uh, same way, it. like in my head, I link Steven Seagal and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Or, yeah, okay. You know, it's just in my, in that in my head when I think together. of, when, especially when I think of mm. Patrick Swayze, I immediately think of Kurt Russell. And I kind of wish they would have done a movie together. All anyway. right. <laughs> so anyway. Patrick Swayze provided all of his own wardrobe for this movie. Of course he did. Because it was all shit that he had worn At some movies. point. I mean, he looked good in it. That that man knows how to fill out a pair of silk pants. His hair was... His hair was on fleek. He has really good hair. The infomercial shots, right? When they they show like... They were so, so funny. insanity. A couple things about that. One, those were shot on his ranch. So they just went to his house and shot What a baller job. Like, how do you... (laughs) How do you negotiate that into your contract? (laughs) We're going to wear my own... We're going to shoot at my house. I'll provide my own wardrobe. Yeah, I think it... I, I don't I, want to leave my house. I'm thinking it's the other way around. I'm thinking that the budget was so low that he was like, so I've got the clothes. I'll just wear the gotcha. clothes. Gotcha. Okay. And then oh, he can just come be. to my house and shoot this so we don't have to, like, pay for a location. So I, I think it's less, like, him being a diva and way more <laughs> him being, like... I'm Let gonna, me help it. I'm Let really going to hook you guys up by doing this shit. Because he did this for less than he normally got for movies. He was another one who believed in it. Most people that are in this movie that are names did this movie for a lot less than they could have gotten because they just... You gotta believe Drew Barrymore. And it's so weird because I I can imagine how the script probably read where you'd be like, yeah, this this totally speaks to me. Like, (laughs) so Swayze. Swayze. Based his character... His mannerisms, the way he talks, the way he interacts with people on... Tony Robbins, right? His time in Scientology. Oh, oh, careful. We don't want to get that hashtag. Yeah, but I mean, that's his whole thing was like he had been around these applied scholastics people in Scientology. And And that the way they talk and talk down to you and yeah. Yeah, it's all like, hey man, like you're just, it's all fear. Like his, anytime he's challenged... Especially by Donnie Darko. Mm-hmm. His whole thing is like, you know, hey, uh, you're just, this is just fear speaking. And that's a very Scientology thing. His whole thing is like. I guess like, I just don't know if that's. I, ch- I choose love, to not. Fear and love are the only two, like every human emotion, according to his character, comes out of either fear or, or love. Or love, right. And that's not. That's a Scientology how thing. Works. I don't know if it's a Scientology thing, but. Interesting. Well. Any other uh, Patrick Swayze facts or others? Nope. The only other fact I have is this movie was shot from start to finish in 28 days, which is the length of time the film takes place. Oh, that's kind of cool. Was that just a happy accident? That's right. Yeah. I would assume so. I don't. I couldn't that kind imagine. of crap can't be planned. I couldn't imagine the director be like, "We're going to shoot for the exact amount of time." <laughs> well, I don't that know. the film takes place. I don't know. I'm not going to judge their method. And then they're like, "Do you want an extra couple of days?" He's like, "No, that'll ruin the story later." So I, I totally imagine it was just a weird accident. Winky dink. All right. Yeah. I uh, burst my bubble. I, I just want to say. You want to say? I really like this movie. I did too. Um. I did. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Winter, winter chicken dinner. I'm glad we watched it. What are we doing next month? October. It's Halloween. Mm-hmm. 
I have a theme. I'm What's... keeping it secret. <laughs> oh, really? I don't want to ruin it. Okay. I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin it. So, do I get to know what movie we're doing so that people can We are plan? going to watch. Oh, you can totally know the movie. Okay. Um, so, we're going to watch from, I think, 2016. It's called The Autopsy of Jane Doe. And it's really good. And okay. it's gonna pr- it might actually do the job and scare you to death. Oh, great. So. Well, that's an exciting time for me. Yay. Yay. This is the end of the month, though, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, it is. Do you want to rank these? Uh, okay. I'm going to go from favorite down. So my favorite was Donnie Darko. <laughs> and then my second favorite was Time Crimes. And then my third favorite was T2. Yeah. No, T1. And then my last was T2. It's so weird to me. I think. That out of all four of these yeah. movies, and all four of these movies are very, really very different. Good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They're very good. different and really good. I, uh, I was under the assumption going into the beginning of the month, I was like, Cindy's least favorite is going to be Time Crimes. I actually really liked it. So um, I don't know why. It, it, it kind of resonated with me. No. So mine, four. Okay. I like the method of going four to one. Yes, I know. I think it just put up a little suspense okay uh let's do it girl time crimes okay i think it's a good movie i really like it a lot but it's the one of I, these yeah of the this was a good month the one i will rewatch again the furthest away <laughs> that's how you're judging okay um three mm-hmm. is terminator one okay. if this if i was just going off of what just strict horror movie criteria. Yeah, it would be the number one. I think it is a slasher film with a time travel side subplot. Okay. I think Terminator One is phenomenal. Okay. However, Donnie Darko and Terminator Two have had huge impacts on my life at different points in time. So which one are you going to rank higher? So number two, because it came out in a time in my life when it really hit me in a special way. I'm going to go with Donnie Darko. Because I think it's a really good movie, and I like it a lot. But T2's takes your heart. But fucking Terminator 2 is such a, a giant piece of my childhood that I can't imagine my life without it. Oh, Like, it's it's so weird to say and think like that, but I honestly, I was thinking about this, like, how would I rank them? Terminator 2 came out. And I was a kid, and mm-hmm. I remember seeing it in theaters. I think it might have been the first rated R movie I ever saw. Hey, yeah, I think we talked about that. And I just, I had toys, and I honestly don't think, mm-hmm. I'll put it this way, it was such a big moment in my childhood, seeing that movie and and just enjoying it and crying at the end and the whole roller coaster. Yeah. I just can't imagine my life without Terminator oh, 2 in it. Like, goof. And it's definitely not one of my top 10 favorite films of all time but it's it's weirdly a super formulative movie for me mm-hmm. so i have to put terminator 2 as okay all right so those are our ranks and then next week we're watching autopsy of jane doe yes. for a month that we're not gonna know the theme of i mean okay we'll discuss it at a later date okay well then wait did we talk about would you, would you i'm gonna do what would you dare oh. watch donnie darko with your family i would probably watch this with uh, good, good catch. Uh, I would probably watch this with the teenager. I think he would really like this. I don't think the grandma amongst us would follow it very well. Maybe. 
I feel like she would really identify with the gym teacher. Maybe. Um, the captain of Sparkle Motion. I know. I don't think, yeah. And then, you know, obviously it's too young for the little guy yet. But I think, yeah, this is a movie, like you said, like it hits you at a certain age. I, I think <laughs> I can see this. Your 10-year-old, I'm just imagining his face because he's afraid of everything. <laughs> I could just imagine him experiencing Frank the Giant Rabbit for the first no. time. No. Nope. That would fuck him up. Give him nope. nightmares. It sure would. Damn, this is a good movie. It was. Well, darling, we got a uh, we got a podcast to edit because right. we lost the first one. Do yourselves a favor. <laughs> if you, if somehow you made it through this whole thing of us rambling about Danny Darko and you didn't actually watch it, go watch it. It's a really good movie. I really liked it, and I, it is a movie I will watch again. Yes, it was my second favorite movie of the month. It's and that's saying a lot. Yeah. Okay. So well. I watch Terminator Two, then this. <laughs> well. That's all for now, guys. He's Josh. And she's Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. Yeah, motherfuckers. I changed it up on you.